Welcome back to The Hunting Photographer. This episode is episode 18, I believe, and this one and the following one are going to be just a touch different. Basically, I'm going to be doing a hunt recap with Derek Nelson, and Derek is kind of the content marketer and manager at Matthews Archery, and he was one of the hunters that was on this hunt that Matthews had hired me to come document. So we just decided to do a couple podcasts, recap the hunt, uh, relive some of the good moments, and and a lot of laughs, and so hopefully you guys will enjoy it. All right, we are in New Mexico, sitting in the Silverado. The rental? Uh, it's 9, 9.48. It's raining, and my Stone Glacier Sky Air tarp forgot the vestibule, so. Real bummer. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get too wet in there. I don't think it will. Good testing, product testing. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Jesse and mine's $89 Cabela's buys are doing pretty good. They're pretty bomb-proof. Yeah, so these guys didn't bring uh, a tent, and uh, it's kind of key on an elk hunt. Yeah, I mean, we brought a big tent. We brought like the outfitter tent that we were gonna stay in, but we didn't. We didn't account for you know little little side trips where we're not gonna want to drive you know an hour or so back to the to home base. Ba- dude, base base camp feels like a long ways away. It's a really well. It's the thing is, is it's not like as the crow flies. Like we're looking at it like eleven miles. Yeah. But out here, that's an that's an hour and twenty minutes. That's a lot of bumps too. A lot of bumps. A lot of bumps. Yeah. The Silverado's making it. Check engine lights on. Check engine lights on, and we somehow, um, the the AC system <laughs> is stuck on defrost only. We can't blow any air towards any other direction other than the windshield. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. Yeah, she still be. runs pretty smooth. She runs pretty smooth. So we're going to recap uh, the hunt that we've been having down here. Uh, drove 19 hours. Down from Sparta to New Mexico. Yeah. And uh, day one, picked a spot on the map, hiked in. Yeah. Derek had to start kind of getting his calling on point. Yeah, yeah, which takes a bit of work, a bit of work. It was rough at first, but you're... You're purring now. Oh, I appreciate You're that. You're singing. You know, when I have to, you know, every now and then you make a little cameo, you know, and you, you get behind the tube, and then, then I have to listen to myself following that. It doesn't feel great, but I guess if I did, you know, probably when we watch some footage back and I look at, like, day one bugles versus day four bugles, I'll feel a little bit better about it. They're good. You don't have a, a wide array right. of sounds, but you have, you have good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, night one, we're in there bugling, covering country. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, old homeboy crops up on the ridge. Yeah. Ran into a hunter. Yeah. And um, he'd made it about 100 yards from his truck. <laughs> he was in good spirits, so though. He came up. He's like, oh, man, I heard you guys bugling. Dude, my heart started racing. <laughs> yeah, he's standing next to this big pine tree with his, his bow hanging on this little broken limb like he's like he's I don't know hunting whitetails out there, and uh, yeah, he was he was seemed excited to see us. To be honest, yeah, I mean it's probably not every day you're out in the elk woods you see two dudes come up and guy mm-hmm. was carrying a camera and yeah, I don't know probably probably felt like a big deal for yeah. a little bit yeah. So we were a little bummed. We were like, dang it, hunter. And yeah. I was like, ah, you know, this next range still looks good. So we roll in there. Yep. Throw a couple bugles out. And, and yeah, whoop. get an answer. Got an answer down in the bottom. And so we start pouring off the ridge, hoping the wind will be good. It is. 
Of course, the elk are going in the opposite direction like they always do. And uh, tried to push in close on this bull. Try to get in his bubble. And Derek's back, 60 yards or so, ripping. And sure enough, here comes the brown. <laughs> yeah, here he comes. And you were kind of, were, you know, we can see each other. I was back behind, but, you know, too far to, to throw a, a whisper that's intelligible at all. And so yeah. we're trying to, we're making these hand motions, and you're looking back at me, and I'm, like, looking towards you. Like pointing at you is what it looks like. Yeah, you're, you're feverishly. Just, I'm like very. Swinging your arms. <laughs> I'm, I'm like pretty passionate about these this pointing that I'm doing, and then I think you know after about five six seconds of that, you realize that I'm actually trying to point past you. Yeah, it finally clicked. Yeah, I looked uphill and uh, we had a nice spike. Nice rolling spike. in hot. Yeah, Booner spike. He came in. He's probably like thirty yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesse, he showed some restraint. He didn't pull back. Yeah. So a little spike. We messed with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Moved up the hill. A big dog was up there. Just uh, ran out of light. Just ran out of light, and he was worked up too. He was. We could hear him raking, and we had him. We had him pretty fired up. We just couldn't quite get close enough to where he wanted to break off and come fight, and it got dark on us. But uh, we had two or three bulls screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we raged out of there, reset, mm-hmm. and uh, day two, first full day, roll back in there. Mm-hmm. And had a couple bulls up top, bugling, trying to get the wind right, standing below them. And sure enough, here come some cows. Well, really, we, yeah, we're, that bull's up there hammering pretty close to where um, there were, you know, bulls bugling the night before. And as we're slowly working up here, we we kind of walked up on one of the cows. And she's looking downhill, and she can tell something's not really up, but she doesn't know what. And eventually, we just we just kind of froze, and she went back to feeding. And then another cow pours out, and another cow pours out. And they're, they're feeding, you know, within 50 yards of us for, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we're just thinking that at any point, that bull that we had heard up there is going to gonna pop over the top and he didn't never did never you just kind of stopped bugling um don't know where he went so there was no bull with these cows which sucked Mm -hmm. finally they bump they go running off and we're like all right well let's keep side hilling staying on contour on contour on contour and um we're mobbing (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're seeing some signs seeing some rubs uh do a little calling keep going keep going and then you spot a bull. Yep, yep, spot a bull. Um, and our wind's been, I mean, f- fairly consistent depending on where we were, but we were catching some spots where it would swirl a little bit. And so we come up kind of off this point um, and, yeah, look up and I just see, you know, rat coming through. And so I'm like, bull right here. And I pull up my binos and right as I'm looking, I can kind of see out of my peripherals under my binos jesse's checking the wind down there and i see a little puff of that that white powder come out and just gust right in the direction i'm like "Uh uh-oh and like literally no longer did the uh uh-oh thought like get out of my brain that all they all kind of explode and and run off and jesse's like he's like oh there's another bull behind him that looked like a, a bigger bull 
Um, but I only saw, I saw a cow and that, that smaller bull out front take off. But anyhow, nice little pocket of them. They, they pieced pretty quick. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. So we keep side on. Beautiful country. Yeah. Felt like we were in Idaho, not New Mexico. Yeah. Anyways, we're, we're cruising, bugling. Bulls are firing off, a ways out. Uh, try to do a little loopy loop to yeah. get out in front of them. Yeah. And they kind of just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, we dropped all the way down and came up on top, expecting kind of to be right on them from where we thought we heard them, and we got up there and just nothing. No. Uh, so then we go bombing through a swamp. <laughs> it was a swamp. Swamp was pretty aggressive yeah and um we're kind of like what are we gonna do now we're not hearing anything so kind of felt like these elk are gonna move up on this face and bed we start heading up that way uh i i cow called or did you bugle i don't you i think i might have bugled but i no i actually i don't think anybody called i think we were just standing there i think we just heard heard one rip real faint thought that was one no i think i cow called and he ripped okay and then we tried to drop down in there that's remember we dropped down in came up where we ended up taking the nap oh yeah 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 okay and he just he pieced yeah i don't know the bulls have been weird not responsive to the call mm-hmm. and so we're up there and we're like oh man might be time for a snack <laughs> it was time for a snack <laughs> so we're snacking and all of a sudden you know behind us it's like meow and uh, a couple other hunters yeah were in there so i think they kind of boogered the elk and yeah yeah so we just kind of we kind of chilled for a little bit of snack turned into a nap yeah i tried to get you on the uh wasabi almonds yeah the wasabi almonds are really not my vibe really not my vibe at all the wasabi and soy sauce almonds those are my vibe and derek we're gonna work on it you didn't eat any today Oh, you'd never fed me any. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> we never took a snack I break. Ga- I gave him some yesterday. And he's like, oh. Yeah, we're doing a two-a-day system. Yep. Two-a-day, I'll have, I will I will try it he's gonna twice love. every day. And <laughs> they were not as bad yesterday. I was like, huh. Kind of had a good kick to him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect that. It kind of came out of left field for me. Um, so, yeah, hiked out to the truck. Derek was not happy. Was I not? Oh, I was a little grumpy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, this is a longer walk than I want it to be. And we it wasn't a tough walk, really. Like, it, you know. We were on a road. We were on a road. And, uh, yeah, I guess we got out of there. Got out of there. And then what did we do that night? Um, I don't even remember. Um, what did we do that night? <laughs> Wait, I know we took our nap. We took, we took like, a short little, like, tent nap. That was, got, like, a two-hour nap. Okay, it wasn't short. Um, we took we took a tent now, um, but oh, then we went over to the drylands. Was it that night? Yeah, we went over by the burn. Remember? So we go over by the burn. We're in just it's just oh south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So the topography down here is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. It's not steep. It's not steep. Depending on, I mean. You can say it's not steep because you're from Montana. You've hunted a lot of different states. And for the, there's definitely parts of it that I would agree not steep, really like rolly. But I guess how, I mean, let's define steep. Why don't you define steep? Um, well, I guess it can be steep. Mm-hmm. You don't really ever have to go more than like, 
like 800 vertical feet is a lot. Right. It's a lot of like two to 300 vert to get yeah. on top. Yeah. It's a lot of up and down, just not for like an extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So pick a new spot, just start hiking in, uh, bump some elk and elk. Yep. Wind's kind of being a nightmare on us. Wind just every way that you could possibly think it would blow. It's blowing. Yeah. Go up, uh, bump a cow and a calf, mm-hmm. not hearing bugles. Uh, so then we just sat down, try to wait it out, let them get fired up, circle around the knob, hear a bugle down on the bottom, mm-hmm. side held, try to get closer. He's way off down on the bottom. Yeah. We didn't hear that bugle till we had at that time, probably 35 minutes of, of, you know, filming and shooting light left. Yeah. Like it was fading pretty fast and we just couldn't get to him in time. So day two is a wrap. We headed back, got, got fueled up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, day three, big adventure des- for day three. Yeah. Decided to make a little bit of a journey. We drove an hour, um, tried to find a road that didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had our plan all thought through. We're going to, drive back on this road which is showing up on on x as you know it's a solid line which in every other case that i've ran into solid line on on x is that's a drivable road yeah we pull up to it actually drive past it get a little uh uh-oh from jesse as he's looking (laughs) at the map and he's literally like "Uh uh-oh and i was like did we pass it and he's like yeah and in my so i'm turning around you know trying to stay optimistic in my head i'm thinking they're I know there's not a road that we passed. I know we didn't pass one because I was watching for it. And so we get back there and find a, I don't even know if I'd take a four-wheeler up it type type road. And so I had to call an audible. I'm in the back of the truck. I'm just kind of sleeping, hoping these guys. <laughs> yeah, sort this out. Yeah. They're just going to like, we'll let the boys handle it. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what they got in yeah. their back pockets. Um, <clears throat> you called an audible. Called an audible, um, had to go kind of way, a much longer loop than we had initially planned on, on taking, um, come in kind of the north side of this, this zone we were trying to get into and, um, driving up there pretty gnarly, slow going roads. Um, you know, we got the, we got the rental, the rental Silverado here and the the tires aren't the most robust things you've seen. (laughs) So we're trying to keep it gentle. Having a flat out there wouldn't be super cool. Um, but we get back in there. It's later than we wanted to be getting back in there, just breaking light. And about five minutes from where we want to stop, we've got we've got headlights ripping up behind us at a fairly quick rate of speed. And guy in a, ra- uh, I don't know, a side-by-side, you know, rips up behind us. We pull off to the side, and he just goes roaring past us. Whoa. Kind of. Well, not true. Not true? We parked the truck. Ah. So I was like, hey, you should rip a bugle yeah. <laughs> off the road. You should go bugle over that ridge right there. So Derek and Jesse get caught red-handed. Truck's just parked in the middle of the road. Yeah. And the ranger rips up, and they're walking back. Derek has his bugle, too. <laughs> I'm kind of – I see this, like, you know, clo- look, like he's closing the gap, right, pretty quick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to hustle. So, you know, a light jog, but, like, try to stay calm, cool, you know. And I get back, and it's just—he's kind of an old timer in the in the side by side, just sitting there, both hands on the wheel, not looking super pleased about the fact that we're blocking the the entire road. But got in and let him pass. Let him pass. 
we're kind of feeling a little unsure where we want to go. And so we're like, well, let's just park the truck and just bomb off this road. And so we got our stuff together, um, hiked down. Derek's like, should I bugle? I was like, no, nah, we're maybe a little close to the road. Uh, yeah, still. I do tend to get a little <laughs> eager on the, like, you know, I, I find myself a lot turned around to Zach, like, hey, bugle, bugle. And he's like, ah, let's, let's go a little further. I'm like, okay, fine. So I, you know, I digress. Um, we keep going. Mm-hmm. Probably we're like a quarter mile from the road now. Yeah. I'm like, Derek, bugle. And so Derek just rips out a screamer. <laughs> And right away, bull responds, and not far away, not probably two two fifty. Yeah. And so we drop down, try to get the wind right, mm-hmm. bomb up on this hill, try to get set up, and it's definitely tough elk hunting with guys that you've never hunted with when you're trying to film and and figure out how you want to like set up right. and call bulls in, because it kind of takes a little bit of like. I don't know what the word is. You kind of got to start gelling. Yeah. And understand what everybody is supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. setting up. So we set up once, bugle, get a couple responses up top. Bugle again, nothing. I feel like we got to close the gap. So we keep kind of trying to hustle up, see some cows kind of peel off, which is never a good sign. Right. And so Derek's back, bugling, get a response trying to sneak in keep the wind right um a couple other little like set up bugle set up bugle and here comes a five point um jesse and i are out front and he's coming in slow and Derek's back i can't see Derek, which is yeah not great you kind of always want to have a line of sight to your collar <laughs> no at this point no you could well, maybe you didn't no. know where I was. Like I could see you guys. We were mm. we had line of sight, but I, you know, I'm just so stealthy back there. Maybe yeah. I was a little hard for you to to pick out in the bushes. <laughs> so, I'm back there stealthing in the bushes, and I haven't heard any. You know, no noises have been happening from the elk for a while, and I haven't made any noises for a little bit. And I'm like, man, this doesn't quite feel right to me. In all of my, you know, elk calling experience, which isn't a lot. Uh, almost zero and uh so i'm like oh well yeah yeah i'm like hey maybe there's some cows over here maybe doug flutie got on the the cow call doug flutie got on the cow call (laughs) and And how hey how'd that turn out well the five point he was coming in right uh and as soon as doug flutie hit the reed Mm -hmm. the cow called stopped him in his tracks he's like that's doesn't feel like something that should be over there. And the the herd bull, which was not very big, he was over to our left, and he, like, barks at this point. He's kind of a little fed up, like, hey, show yourself. I'm not seeing or hearing what I'm supposed to be seeing. And so the five point, he stops. And now he turns around and starts walking the other way, and I'm like, oh, great. Um, He's walking off. Derek doesn't know what's going on. I, I can't you... see anything. I can only see you guys. I saw one cow, like, pass on the other side of you. Um, like, then it had been a while since I had seen even that. So, yeah. So we're close. Not close enough. Herd bull pops up over on the left. He's probably out of, like, 120 or further. Small six. Probably smaller than the five point. Hmm. And, um... Yeah, he kind of comes in behind some trees, five points back there raking. 
I have a 24 to 70 on. I'm like, dude, I'm getting no footage of anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think the bulls are going to come in. I'm fiddling with trying to get a long lens on so I can film him raking his yeah, tree. Yeah, I see you taking the backpack off, and I'm like, this. I I'm thinking this is a good sign or it's a bad sign. You know, you're anticipating like, okay, you can see him coming. You're like, this is the shot I need to have. So I'm going to put this lens on. In reality, you're like, these elk are too far from me. So this is what I need. Yeah. Uh, So the elk, they buggered off eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, I felt like that was an opportunity that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that likely was. You should have killed one of those bulls. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually interesting because right now is the first time that, I fully understood that the five point is not, was not the herd bull. Cause you're talking about the five point and how like Jesse would have shot him and how he was coming in and this whole time in my head. Cause I saw, I caught a glimpse of him for a bit when I was kind of swinging around behind you guys to get in position. I could see him raking and I could see that it wasn't, he wasn't real big, but he wasn't a bad bull, you know? Yeah. And so in my head that whole time, I thought he was the herd bull, but no, I guess there was another. So, we just blew up all the elk there. Yep. Sure and we're like, well, we've literally only made it a quarter mile from the truck. Probably should keep hiking. Yeah. And so off we go. Uh, and the country we're now in is really kind of just rolling hills. Yeah, really mild. Like pretty open, pine needles, and like pine cones everywhere on the ground. Felt like New Mexico. Felt like a Primos video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we bombed down a little further. Start hearing some distant bugles. Yeah. And uh, Derek's kind of leading the charge, trying to figure out where he thinks they're going. Mm-hmm. We kind of bomb up on this ridge um, and see pretty nice mule deer. Yeah, pretty nice mule deer standing over there. Yeah. First deer of the trip. Yeah. Deer not plentiful. No, not many. Um, <clears throat> and so we get up on the ridge and... Jesse finds a little shed. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse loves his sheds. The shed is like a broken off raghorn, like four point. Yeah. So it's like 20 inches of shed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like amongst all the sticks that also look like about the same size as the shed. And he's like, and, oh, shed. And he gets all excited about it. You know, most people are going to walk past that one and be like, eh, we'll, you know, probably leave that one, you know, yeah. out here. You might pick it up, look at it, and then just throw yeah, it back like, on eh, the ground. I don't really want to carry this. Jesse's like, no, he's immediately got his pack off. He's strapping it on. No, he just tucks, he tucks oh, it under his arm. Right. And we have a bull bugle on yeah, he, now, a bull. Yeah, bugles, like, and it's like he's only a couple hundred yards up the like, ridge. Okay, he's yeah, he's right up here. I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything, but this is just disaster waiting to happen. Like, <laughs> Jesse's gonna have the shed <laughs> under his arm. Bull's gonna come in. Jesse probably didn't even have his release on. This oh no, he's he's really like not big on wearing his release until we are like inside a hundred yards on an elk. We're like, hey, you should put your release on. He's like, oh okay, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, this is gonna be bad. I'm just ready to watch him when one comes rip and end up like shoot fingers and kill one. You know. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, crazier things have happened, I guess. But so we're going up the ridge, trying to figure out what the wind's gonna do. Try to get close to the bull because, <clears throat> and we're we're like right on the cusp of like, like, not like thermals are changing on some of the faces, you know, like where that are, you know, all the south stuffs getting pretty sunny, but when we were on top of the ridge, like it was pretty consistently coming across, yeah, and so we're like we're checking the wind and it's coming and it's like pretty good for the given scenario, but 
I'll let you continue. Yeah, so we're we know we're getting close. I'm trying to push ahead. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I'm like I point to Derek, I'm like, go over there and bugle. And so I start heading up. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. This is where this is where we have a little bit of discrepancy in the true. story. Yep. So we get up to the point and we can see the bull. We see the bull. We're all just kind of standing there like I mean, he's probably what the first time we saw him, 120 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I see the bull. I'm like, oh, like oh, that's a good bull. Good bull, dude. So six point heavy dark horns. Yep. And he's standing just off the the north side of this um, this point we're going up. He's just off the north side. And he's just standing there, looking around, kind of looking back. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, like this is great. He's you know, back behind his cows, just kind of like surveying mm-hmm. the scene mm-hmm. and Derek will drop back. I'll run up. And if we hit him, maybe he'll like run back up the hill just to see like, yo, who's back there. Oh. <clears throat> and so I'm like, Hey, like run back there and like bugle. And I start running up with Jesse. <laughs> I get up 40 yards and I look back and like Derek's flanking us. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah so that that's your that this is how your brain was processing that situation now now let me give some back some backstory on how my brain's processing this situation so we're obviously we're we're having a little bit of a you know balance issue because of the fact that that jesse um jesse doesn't know how to elk call yep so when we get into elk the first you know, natural thing to happen is I'll drop back because I can call. Zach's obviously got to stay with the hunter to try to get footage. Um, and so that in most of the, the you know, calling scenarios or when, when we're in elk leading up to this point, I'm the one dropping back. And on the way out, we had talked about how it's good to have a system so you know who's going forward and who's going back. So you're not fighting over who's out front and you have, you know, you can properly work, working out cause you can have somebody back there calling and somebody ready to kill. Mm-hmm. And so till this point, Jesse had been out front, you know, every time we got into elk with the exception of the time that we like happened to walk up on the cows and I just, we have, Jesse and I are standing basically shoulder to shoulder and I had my bow in my hand, so it kind of felt like, oh, if a bull comes in, I'd probably shoot him because yeah. I was prepared for that. So I guess in in my head, that counts as a, you know, like we were an elk. But um, I guess to back up a little bit, we had talked about should we have a system where, you know, maybe it's like one person's up front for this whole day and then the other person will be up front the next day. Um, but we never really got to a, a good conclusion on this. Yeah. And then it was also discussed that maybe it'll be every other encounter. So in my head, you know, Jesse, Jesse was out front, you know, on the first one. We walk up on this and I felt like, you know, I'm like kind of the man leading the charge up on this. Oh, he's right up on this ridge. Okay, we get up there. And then it's like, oh, we see a bull. And I'm like, my bow has already been off my shoulder, in my hand, slings off, arrow knocked. Yeah, arrow knocked. Yes, arrow knocked for for a while, and then I start to see, you know, I start to see Jesse is taking taking his sling off, getting his bow ready, knocking an arrow on on you know himself, and I'm like thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, uh, you know, that's fine, you know, it's good for us both to be prepared, but fully in my head, this entire time, I'm thinking, 
I'm the front man this time, you know? And so when we're standing there and we see this bull, Zach goes, Zach is talking from the perspective of I'm going to be the one dropping back and calling because that's what makes sense. That's what we've been doing. And in my head, I'm thinking my turn to kill, you know? (laughs) And so... And so he so goes, he when goes, I look over, Derek's you, pretty much past us. <laughs> yeah. So, so he goes, he goes, Here, go, you're going to have to go back behind this log. And he's saying, go back behind this log and bugle. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. So we got to circle behind this log to get into position f- to shoot. And so I, I like, turn, I'm like, oh, sweet. So I turn around and I'm like walking back behind this log. And then I look back over my shoulder and Jesse and Zach are, are marching at this bull. And I'm like, this isn't what we discussed. And so, um, but yeah, I'm basically paralleling them up above. Meanwhile, Zach's looking back and we're just at the like uncomfortable whisper distance where, you know, we can kind of hear each other and Zach's trying to like, he's very curious at this point why I haven't bugled at this bull yet and why I'm following them. So he's getting frustrated. I'm frustrated because this scenario is completely going, not how I thought it was going to in my head. So it was a little bit of a cluster. All that to say... So by the time we figure out what we're supposed to be doing, the bulls like kind of moved off, like rolled off the ridge mm. onto this north face. And I'm like, all right, like we're going to go up. You drop back, bugle. So we get up there and Derek bugles. And I don't know what happened. I think the wind had swirled. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like you guys. The therm- well, no, because yeah, got- those cows came, the, the cows came pouring back up. The hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys had rolled just far enough onto, like, the cusp of that north-facing slope that those thermals sucked down to them yeah. for a, for half a second there. So the cows are coming up. There's probably, like, 10 cows. And they're going through an opening at, like, 70. And I'm thinking the bull will push through. And so I'm like, Jesse, like, range that. And one thing I've had to kind of hammer into Jesse's head is, like, when we get set up, that range finder's out, bro. Like hitting stuff and so he's 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 on it he gets his range i'm like if when if that bull pushes up where those cows are you have to like run up 10 yards like get to 60 um unfortunately the cows changed their mind and then they poured back off the north face mm-hmm. and we never got visual on the bull um right. so they go crashing down off the mountain but there's another bull in the bottom that's been screaming and so it's just kind of like a melting pot of elk. And so they don't really go too far. Mm-hmm. They just kind of go down in the bottom and we're just hearing bulls screaming. And mm-hmm. But we're wind, like, yeah. We're like, well, we probably should see if this wind will settle out before we drop in there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's still kind of, you know, it hits you in, fa- in the face one second then hits you in the back the next. And then if you get close, it's still getting close enough to the slope. It'll suck down sometimes. And then, you know, it's just doing everything. So we're like, let's give it some time to see if this straightens itself out. So I plop down and the snacks are out. I have all my snacks laid out. Yeah. You I'm packed more... a bagel that day. <laughs> yeah. I had a bagel. I'm eating trail mix, almonds. I'm like, I didn't bring enough food, dude, if we're going to be out here all day. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of hang out for a bit. We hear him bugling off in the distance, and I'm like, well, nap time. I think we all kind of got in a nap position. We did, yep, yeah. <laughs> well, there was Derek. a nap position. So so Derek, he decided to pack his spotter this day. 
Yeah, I did. I was like, dude, this is new country on Onyx. It looks like there's a lot of open stuff. Like, I'm just prepared for anything. We might be up on top and, you know, have a lot of glassable country. I want to be able to see stuff. There's, like, literally on this mountaintop about, like, 50 square yards of, like, hillside glass. But Derek, he grabs his setup. He hikes over there. He can't even adapt. He can't even put his his spotter on his tripod. Nope. Yeah, missing the little adapter piece that would allow that. So um, it's just teeter-tottering on the top. And I'm like, I'm going to glass this little hillside right here because I brought it. I'm going to use it. Meanwhile, you know, Zach's getting more and more comfortable um jesse's you know in and out of sleep you know um and and i'm just kind of listening to these elk bugle down in the bottom and looking at my you know little 50 square yards of hillside um i guess probably fast forward about 35 minutes and jesse and i have been you know jesse will kind of like wake up for five minutes and like listen to some bugles with me and then go back to bed and then you know we're listening to this bull bugle and he's like getting we can hear him kind of coming back up the bottom like closer to us like he's he's closing distance to us zach's still you know i'm out cold he's out cold he's out cold and then i'm like we're you know so jesse and i are walking back and forth we're like checking wind in different spots like seeing okay are we in a better position now than we were a half hour ago because this bull like might do something that would allow us to you know get in there and you know he's kind of going back and forth with that other bull that's in the bottom and uh so we we uh we wake zach well you come over and you're like hey zach can we have a little elk discussion <laughs> i'm like kind of like barely pull my head up i'm like yeah 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 let's talk about elk sure <laughs> what you got <laughs> you're like yeah this bull has bugled like 50 times i'm like haven't heard any <laughs> no <laughs> straight up not a, i'm like not are you bugle. sure are you sure you're hearing real bugles <laughs> <laughs> yeah because there's also been an ongoing thing through this week where jesse and i will hear a bugle and zach's like nope didn't hear it didn't happen <laughs> i think you guys are imagining it <laughs> uh, so this was a definitely and i'm not saying that some of them haven't been imagined because if i think about it hard enough i could hear a bugle right now yeah um and but these were definitely not imaginary he definitely was closing the distance to us, um, but it's it's a little bit hard to tell to pinpoint him exactly down in this bottom because there's ridges running up every different direction and the bottom's a little weird shaped. So yeah, it's it, tough because everything's just like covered in this like kind of sparse timber, but you it's thick enough that you can't glass into it. Right, right. I mean, you can in some spots, but yeah, it's pretty tough to like pinpoint them. There's not a like very. There's not a lot of like great like terrain features to like no. get a sense of where they probably. And since it's going. all like this sparse pine stuff, like the bugles act still like they carry really well in there. So like you can, they sound closer than they are from farther off. It seems like in a lot of the scenarios, mm-hmm. but especially when they're in the bottom, it's kind of echoing up everything. Yeah. So the the new game plan now that we're back ready to hike uh, is to kind of loop around this knob and Mm -hmm. see if we can get the wind right and move in and sure enough we get out on the knob and it's just radio silence yeah wind was right finally um and not a bugle hadn't heard one in a while so we take a momentary pause while we wait to see if we're going to hear anything 
don't. You gave me some fruit snacks. Gave you some fruit snacks. You forgot. To, you forgot you your sweets. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty distraught about not bringing sweets. So I, you know, I said, listen, Daddy's got you today. <laughs> Daddy's got you. Uh, yeah. So didn't hear bugles and tried to rage off and find another bull, but didn't. It's getting hot. It's about noon, and uh, took a pretty solid mountain nap for about three hours. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a really good one. Yeah, we all kind of like dug out our little our little landing pad there. Mm-hmm. Um, got the got the pine needles, everything you know, crunchy and and pricky out of the way. Yep, prickly is the word I was after. Yep, and um, yeah, we cached. We cached for a while. That's that's an important thing when you're out cutting. Is uh, you get up really early, and sometimes you're up really late, like we are tonight, and we're gonna be up early in the morning. Is take advantage of those midday mountain naps and take the two minutes to make a really nice mm-hmm. spot to sleep. It's worth it. Yeah. I think I had underestimated that. Cause I, to be honest, like I saw you like digging out your area with your foot and I'm like, this is st- why? Like, it'll be fine. Like, it's actually probably like more of a cushion to lay on all these pine needles. But I'm like, you know what? I'll play, you know, I'll do it too. And so I clear out my area. It looks pretty darn good. If I can say so myself, it's, I'm, I mean, not bad work when it mm-hmm. comes to the clearing. And I lay down, and I'm like, I under, I think I understand now. And the butt pads are key too when you're sleeping, because you throw those under your hip. Major key, major key, because it's um, I don't know, I I don't know about you, but like it's hard for me to sleep laying flat on my back. Mm. And so I'm I'm a side sleeper, and I'm a I'm a you know stomach sleeper, which doesn't really apply <laughs> in the mountains. You're not really gonna lay on your stomach with your face in the dirt. Face so, in the dirt. um, yeah. So when you're on your side, having that nice little that nice little foldable pad you know out there makes a big difference yep so fast forward it's five five thirty ish we're rolling up the ridge that we thought they bedded on yep at least one of the bulls and uh not hearing what we wanted to hear no but we keep going and uh the boys start hearing some bugles. I'm not hearing them, but I'm trusting them. Yeah, and we we kind of paused because the wind again started to do a little bit of squirrely stuff as we were going up this kind of this spine. So we we paused, took about a 15 minute, you know, breather to to let the wind settle out. We heard you know a really distant bugle or two. I saw a little little spiker walking up, um, kind of the ridge over. Um, so yeah, then the wind, we finally felt comfortable with the wind, and kept kind of kind of working up and moving in. You found a shed? Not yet. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we got we got to a point as we were working that up, not hearing bugles on this side. That Zach's like, let's let's cross over to the other side, so we could. Then we were on the side of the bottom that we had last heard, um, that bull screaming down in the bottom. Um, so we get over to that side and walk. Yeah, walk up on a really nice shed and uh of course jesse's he, jesse's gung-ho to strap it on his pack he's like i got it i got it, I got it. <laughs> and he was you know i think he might be more excited if we find like if we don't kill any bulls on this trip but we found a bunch we of found, sheds. like a couple more sheds i think oh. he'd be stoked which is cool which is awesome man so yeah really good shed jesse's got it on his pack sticking up about a foot and a half above his head um and um and we hear a bugle, and it's coming from the general vicinity of where we last, um, 
I guess when when I say we heard a bugle, I heard a bugle, and you didn't really believe me. Mm-mm. Um, and it was kind of coming from the bottom ish, um, near where we last last you know I'd heard them this morning that morning, and um, we get up a little bit closer and he rips again and we all hear it it's like substantially closer than i had heard it last yeah and it it sounds like it's you know 200 yards 250 yards up ahead of us and so um we kind of hustle up in there and then get into some some terrain that's not an ideal place to catch up to elk no it's like a lot of short like 12 foot pines where a human's eyesight is like blocked but from like the waist down it's pretty open yep so the elk have a huge advantage to like see little human legs coming towards (laughs) (laughs) back and forth and 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 we hear an elk kind of like we hear just like rocks crumbling like an elk took off and you know catch a glimpse and um jesse i I didn't see what it was and it was either you or jesse was like that was that was one that was a smaller bull like a satellite bull on the kind of the outside of the herd and um, he ran over to the side, and I actually, a little bit later, saw him again. It was a little, you know, rag five point, and he, uh, I could have shot him if I wanted to. He was, he was, he was in <laughs> a lane at 50. I to. Yeah, I mean, he was like, kind of just like looking back at me in this open lane. And I was like, hey, buddy. We were hunting the herd bull, though. We were hunting the herd bull. So, um, so old Hurdy's up there. Old Hurdy's up there. Zach's, Zach's, you know, three yards behind me. We're kind of like working our way up, and then I can see. I can see all of a sudden I can see him like through these these crappy 12 foot pine trees um just like through the branches and he's looking kind of into us like he's looking in our direction but I don't think he really knows he can probably see some movement but doesn't didn't really know what it was so he's just kind of like locked on and then he'd turn his head a little bit and he's probably at 100 yards and um we kind of have this standoff for you know four or five minutes and he turns and kind of starts walking at an angle away. And so Zach and I, like, take off, and we we get to, I don't know, the edge of this, like, open, rocky, it's just like this little rocky opening. Mm-hmm. And there's a little patch of trees right in the middle of them. And we kind of have the conversation of, like, you know, should I, like, bugle now? I don't know how far, you know, he went from where I last saw him. Or do we try to get, you know, do we try to get up a little bit further and, like, really get into his bubble before we rip one? Yeah. And um, we well made the poor decision. I did. I I clouded Derek's judgment. <laughs> I hadn't seen the bull. Right. And I assumed when he went moved off that he would move off further. Mm-hmm. And I think Derek would have stopped. And I was like, nah, let's make it up another, like, 40 yards. Mm-hmm. And Derek was like, okay. Yeah, and like, like we made it like 10 yards and then it was like <clears throat> yeah we make it 10 and i can all of a sudden i can see his body like through this this little patch of trees that was in the middle of this and he's staring at us he knows kind of the gig's kind of up and so and he's really i mean if those trees weren't there he's 45 yards from yeah. us like he's shootable yeah but we can see him that he was standing right behind there, you know, which would have been probably at 60 ish yards, um, from where we had paused and made that decision. Um, so he took off and, you know, went back to his cows and they kind of moved, moved over their ways. And then it just kind of turned into a, 
little cat and mouse game. Yes, they like push up. We think they push over the top in one direction. We go up there, Derek fires a couple bugles off, and we get a response to our left, which mm-hmm. is not the direction we thought the elk went. And um, so we're like, well, let's go after this bull. So we kind of bomb over, hit him, drop through the canyon, and pop up the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going down to the canyon, we like see like these elk tracks where like elk have been running. And we're like, ah, mm-hmm. probably the same bull. Right. And so we just like kept dogging this bull, trying to catch up to him. But unfortunately, it was so open that you'd see the elk out at like 120 yeah. to 150 yards and just get pinned down where you just couldn't yeah. move closer. And you wouldn't just see the elk. You'd see, you'd see six of them because he had, he had a ton of cows with him. Mm-hmm. And so with that many eyeballs, with that kind of open timber, you really can't. You just can't move on them like you, like you need to. Yeah. So we started getting a little more aggressive. He'd get out of sight, and we just kind of start booking it up. And yeah, you got close. You I got really close. Got yeah. a shot. Like we got to this point where like they had all moved out of view, and we just we hustled up there, <laughs> and and where this is at is like <laughs> literally where we were on the elk first thing in the morning like we've just worked a big circle a big circle (laughs) back towards the truck so i'm like man if you're gonna keep running towards the truck i'm gonna keep chasing you man (laughs) so yeah we get to this point and i can just see i can see elk body and it's the only one i can see and then he turns his head and it's it's the bull and he's like the last one in the herd and he's kind of pushing his cows up and he's at that point maybe at 70 or 80 yards um and he's he's looking back because he can you know hear us coming up but he never has a really clear view of us, but just knows something's not really right. But anyhow, he he's kind of looking in our direction, and right when I see him, I'm like, man, we're kind of close. He knows we're some kind of living it, you know, creature. So I rip a challenge bugle at him, and he's you know kind of like turn, you know, wheels the other way and turns and looks back again, but then kind of keeps moving off, and I can see the kind of the trajectory of where he's headed. And so I run around the edge of these trees and I can see this lane and I'm like, as I'm walking, I'm like ranging, I'm ranging this tree and it's like, you know, 68, 63, 60 as I'm like walking up to it. And so I like crank my sight to 60, hook my release on because I think he's about to walk through it. Mm-hmm. And then he walks through that, but on the back side of the trees that I thought he was going to walk in front of. And then he runs. And then he, he really got out of there at that point (laughs) he's like this this little thing's chasing me i don't know what this is but i'd like to be gone now so that's that's that that's that That a lot of a lot of bugling a lot of elk a lot of chasing bulls and bugles fun day not getting them to turn around and come to us but we were pretty jacked up just to have gotten in a bunch of elk and Mm -hmm. and we were jacked up about our new area we found we're like man there's elk all over here yep and this is like easy to hunt when it comes to the physical side of things it's like we're just oh we're just taking a little nature hike you know? crazy easy so we freaking bump and bounce hour plus back to camp <laughs> yeah eat we're like where do we want to go guys are like let's go back to that same area and so yeah but didn't didn't have as in-depth of a conversation about it as we probably should have <laughs> you know it's like yeah we want to go back there and then we're get you know so the next morning Oh, which is this morning. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, alarm goes off, snooze. Alarm goes off, snooze. 
alarm goes off, snooze. Snooze. And then it gets to the point I'm where I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure we should get up. Yeah, so here's here's the here's the transparent truth about that situation. <laughs> so I set the alarm on my phone. Um I fell asleep with like phone in my hand, cocooned in my sleeping bag, like, you know, kind of an enclosed little little situation I've got there with me and my phone. <laughs> and it's set, you know, the alarm set for four fifteen. We need, we know we need to leave by like 4.45. And, uh, yeah, so when the alarm goes off, it's kind of like I'm hearing it for sure, you know. But, like, those guys maybe not, you know, not so directly. I heard it. You heard it. Yeah. So the, the morning before, <laughs> I'm like, Derek, you're setting your alarm. Because I'm always the first one up, and I'm like, I'm not even hunting. Yeah. Um, I was like, you set the alarm. And so he strategically places it. <laughs> I was like, like I'm, I'm going to set it out here so anybody can grab yeah, it. Yeah, it's a central location, <laughs> which seems like an efficient way to handle such an important alarm. You so know? I had to grab it the morning prior, yeah. but this morning he has it mm-hmm. in his possession. I'm like, all right, like he's the boss yep. this morning. So it was my finger on the snooze button. So not much is happening. It's been about an hour, half hour, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we probably should get up. Yeah, and at this point, after I'd hit two snoozes, I pulled my phone out and I shoved it on the edge of my cot um, with the speakers facing those other guys. So I was like, these guys can help make the decision about, you know, getting us moving because I'm obviously don't have the willpower to do it. But we were all up at three. Yeah, uh, we, we did Jesse all wake up. snores like a banshee. Yeah. Oh, it's wild. I So at 3 a.m., he's snoring and i'm throwing shoes at his face <laughs> rocking his cot he's just snoring like a champ yeah finally after pretty much yell get him up mm-hmm. so that might have had something to do with us not wanting to get up like an hour later yeah but, so we all woke up at that point and honestly if you would have told me let's go elk hunting i was ready i was ready at that point we like, should have got up then felt pretty good but then when you, like, fall back asleep for, like, just, like, a little hour snoozer at that point, it's really hard to get up. Yeah. And it's so cozy in your warm little sleeping bag. And you're, it's amazing how whenever the alarm goes off, you're always comfortable. It's like oh, so comfortable. your mat or your bed feels so right. Yeah, versus, like, when you're trying to fall asleep, you're, you're like, like, really <clears throat> trying to figure out how this is supposed to feel, you know. Yeah. But so long story short, we don't make it to where we need to get to, and it's like it's light. It's yeah, it's it's light. We don't need headlamps. Nope, never even pulled them out. And there's really not much like strategic planning of like where we should park the truck. Mm-mm. We get about like a few hundred yards from. We're like coming up on the spot we parked the night prior, and we're like, um, <laughs> so where are we gonna park? <laughs> uh, we just gonna park? We're gonna. We're just going to go to the same spot. And it's like, well, yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. So we hop out and we're like, we find ourselves trudging through the same stuff that we had, we had, you know, buggered some elk in like in the morning and the evening the day before. And not a bugle to be heard. No. And we're all a little frustrated, a little frustrated because, um, you know, Zach's in his head, I'm sure, like, why are we here again? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew there would not be elk here because we ran through all this stuff. And in the back of Jesse and I, in the back of both of our heads, like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, <laughs> if I, if I, you know, back home, if I, like, walked my entire, you know, 100 acres that I hunt for whitetails, there mm-hmm. will not be whitetails in there in the morning, you yeah. know? And 
I'm, it's the same for elk, you know? And so, and elk can move a lot farther and faster than deer can. So, um, and wind's bad, like every route to go anywhere and like hit any new country just isn't going to work with the wind we have. So we just decided to get out of there. <laughs> We're like, you know what? Screw this. Let's get back to the truck. We got to, we got to try something. And this is not it. But options are limited at this point. Yeah, because it's, it's been light for 45 minutes. We're like, oh, well, what looks good on the map? And it's like, oh, there's a little north-facing slope just down the road. Let's go down here. Yeah. And, like, right where we're going to park the truck is, like, a meadow with a camper in it. And we're like, mm. oh. Yeah. We're like, oh, like, okay. Well, let's well, do it anyways. So we jog up there, bugle, nothing. Go back to the truck. Yeah. And we're like, what's close? And so we go down, hit another spur road. Sure enough, here's another camp. Mm-hmm. Like, well, let's just keep going and go try it. Go up a little further, park the truck. Um, at this point, nature's pretty much calling. Like <laughs> all of us, everybody's like, "Dude, I could definitely drop a deuce right now." <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna go downhill. I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna poop." Um, and then I'll bugle. And I'm like, Derek, you go uphill. And Jesse, you can just hang out. <laughs> Jesse's like, I'm going to go seven yards from the truck, and I'm going to do it here. And so he does that. Um, yeah, Zach bombs down, and I, I bomb up. And I just kind of meandered up there until I heard, well, I did I did use nature's restroom before <laughs> I meandered too far. That was kind of priority number one. I don't know if it was for you. Yeah, well, as soon as I started meandering, it really hit me. <laughs> and so it had been a few days, and I knew <laughs> I knew the train was coming. And so <clears throat> took care of business. And then I was like, well, like the terrain yeah. I was in, you kind of had to go up and roll around a ridge to get into like a little more country. And I was like, I probably should just bomb up there and bugle around the corner. And as I'm going through, like, kind of the edge of this semi-open meadow, I'm kind of like, hmm, that's kind of a funky smell. And, like, probably walk another 10 yards and look up the hill, and, like, there's a dead bull just kind of, like, wedged up against a tree where he, like, crashed and died. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Like, seems weird that there'd be a dead bull up here this time of year. And, like walk up there and like arrow pointing out like low back guts and i'm like oh well someone's not stoked right now (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a little raghorn six point but i was like well hmm." mental note here Mm -hmm. dead bull over here Mm -hmm. so i go up bugle don't hear anything bomb back up to the truck guys hadn't heard anything and uh yeah. No. Not a huge bull. Otherwise, we probably would have salvaged something out of there, out of this situation. Cut the horns off or something. Yeah. If he, a ways he was back pretty down there. stinky, I thought like maybe we could get some meat, but I was like, uh, I don't know. Probably been a That's kind of like weird territory. I mean, obviously, we would have been able to document like, hey, here's a bull we found, like someone other hunter, but I feel like that's always kind of. Yep weird territory too like oh yeah sure you shot it and found it and just cut the back straps out and cut the head off huh <laughs> yeah that makes sense it's cool so yeah. uh, we just ended up leaving it and uh not just, our problem 
decided that like since kind of was an early morning be a good day to to bomb out and get a little service um yeah derek he works at matthews archery and has a lot of responsibilities (laughs) and i have a lot of responsibilities too uh my truck's in the shop was one good priority to go. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I dropped it off before I flew out to Wisconsin and just signed the paper saying like, yes, you're authorized to do repairs. And I was hoping that they weren't going to do like thousands of dollars of repairs without talking with me. So mm-hmm. we ripped out, got some Mickey D's. Yeah. Tried a, uh, a regional breakfast item that I've never seen before. <laughs> six, six out of 10. Really? That's all you give it? Yeah. Really? There's not much flavor. No, there wasn't a lot of flavor. That's why you had the hot sauce. But the hot sauce. You know what? Maybe it's because you got the bacon new... one. I got the sausage one. That could be. Yeah. Because mine, I would I would give it a seven and a half, maybe eight. Wow. For I mean, when you're when we're talking like fast food breakfast burritos, <laughs> like that's the you know that's the category that we're. It's we're, a sliding scale. It's a, it's a sliding scale. You know if we're. If we're putting all burritos on a scale, like, I'm giving this thing a four, you know. Okay, yeah. But when we're talking about fast food breakfast burritos, it's mm. it's first off a much more sizable burrito than you would come to expect from it McDonald's. It did have heft. Serious heft. And, um, yeah, so I was decently happy with, with it myself. <laughs> I was decently happy with it myself. <laughs> By the time we're done eating breakfast, though, and we've had service for half an hour, like, we're both stressed out. We're both ready to not have service again. Like, too many priorities yeah. in emails, text messages. Yeah. And so we're like, let's grab some gas and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, um, and then, which led to a stop after yeah. we, we we filled up. Um, Zach tried to print me a receipt, apparently, I'm told, for the gas um, so I can, <laughs> you know, expense... You know, I don't have to pay out of pocket for all of the expenses on this trip. And let's, hey. like, and mind you, he's already failed to do so at least one other time. It's like a $30 gas bill, and then today was like 40 Right. It's only 70 bucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> 70, $70 can do a lot of things other than gas. I'm saying, so, I'm saying whoever's in accounting, you can sweet talk her or right. him. yeah. I'll figure it out. That's not not the issue. So um, after we we get our gas um, and we're kind of heading back in the direction of of elk country, um, we're crossing a huge hole, a huge hole, <laughs> a massive fissure <laughs> in the earth. Uh, and so we we deem it worthy of a look. <laughs> Which it was, uh, the Rio Grande River. And, uh, yeah, took and stopped. Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to laugh for a second, man. Just just casual strolled out there onto the bridge, which it's pretty gnarly. It uh, is. It's, Not a lot of, um, you don't have a lot of sidewalk in between you and the passersby. It's a long drop down. Yeah. And when you get out there, there's, like, crisis uh, little phones, you know, in case. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes it, pre- it's kind of heavy because it's like, you know, if you see someone, you know, looking to jump, like call the hotline. Right. Or if you're a person looking to jump, which like, is like, there's people you can talk if to. You jumped here, you yeah. definitely die. Yeah, not good. 
but uh, the scenery was sweet. Super sweet. Yeah. Worth the stop. Worth the stop. Yeah, we there's Which something is, else really funny we did out. <laughs> Derek filmed a great little video. Out there. <laughs> yeah, some some funny content. No, I want to I want to bounce back because I'm thinking about the fact. Well, I started laughing at the beginning of this because you said we we crossed a hole, you know. And it's funny to think about the fact that like we're really like there's people who stop to observe what literally is just a hole in the ground that's really long. You know, that's true. And it's like, this is, it's like a cool thing. <laughs> it is. It is a cool thing. I got the bird up in the air. Yep. Uh, got snapped a few photos. Yeah. And then we got back on the road because we needed to go grab some gear and head into a new area. Yeah. Um, Time was ticking. Yep. So we rolled out to camp, grabbed our, eight. well, I had my own tent, but the boys grabbed their $89 Eureka tents. <laughs> Eureka. Shout out Eureka. Yeah, threw some food in the cooler. Um, Shot the bows. I'm sure there was something else really funny that happened there. Can't quite remember. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a lot of laughs this week. Um, And then we drove out to this new spot, Mm -hmm. some gorgeous country, definitely different habitat, which has been cool to kind of. Like every uh, day we've been in something different. Yeah. Yeah. Like rolling meadows, aspens, and uh, then we picked a spot. Yeah. Came up on the mountain. No other trucks uh, at the trailhead, which is sweet. Yeah, which we, uh, I was not expecting. I was no. actually thinking it was kind of going to be a mess when we got to the top of this because it's not like a obscure spot, you know. You know, it's super obvious. Yeah. Or at least to us. Yeah, it's just like it seems like it's the most like attractive place in this area to potentially go in and hunt. So, we get up to the top, there's no trucks. We're we're stoked. We're like, "Sweet, we're going to get up there and it's going to be awesome." Yeah. And it was. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, so we hike up and we're yeah. at some elevation. Yeah, I mean, what We're hopping and puffing. 105 up here. Um and so get in the timber, start seeing the sign rubs. Wind's pretty good uh, mm-hmm. and kind of bomb in around the corner. You did bugle. You bugled and we heard a distant response. Yep. Yep. Um, so we got all the camera gear lined out, got everyone squared away. Start moving in, you know, trying to sneak in, you know, hearing bugles out ahead of us, but mm-hmm. not close yet, you know, 400 yards or more maybe. Sure enough, there's a cow. Everybody stops. Yeah. Cow busts off, you know. Like but they busts off do. in a decent direction, we felt like. At that yeah. point, so we're like, okay, no sweat. Let's keep working. Bulls still hammering up there. At this point, there's a couple bulls bugling up in this, <laughs> this spot. So we're and uh, just kind of working up towards it. Jesse's out front again. Trying to catch them. And they just... Them. I know that elk bugle and feed and don't move that much, but it seems like this entire hunt, every time we find a bull bugling, like they're on a steady pace away from us. Yeah. So we kind of get up on this ridge and set up. I think you bugled once and you could just tell the, the frenzy of bugles was a ways away still. Yeah. Yep, I bugled once, and it's kind of like if we were, if we were there where we first set up, like five minutes earlier, we would have been in it. Yeah, you know, like they were there, and 
by the time we got set up, they had moved, you know, a hundred yards further from, you know, where they were before. And then we get a hundred yards, you know, forward and they're another hundred yards. They were just kind of, we were just a little bit behind them, but we eventually got to a point where I think we, you guys, again, I was back behind you a ways, but I think some cows busted out. Yeah. So we're kind of moving up because you just have to cut the distance on these bulls if you're trying to call them in and like a couple cows off our right like run off um and then we keep coming up i'm like oh that looks like elk hide and i've left my binos in the truck so i'm like um hey like is that an elk (laughs) she's like yeah it's a cow (laughs) great so can't go anywhere uh and then the cow just like runs off and i'm like great like bulls are still bugling it's multiple bulls so i'm like they'll probably just do their thing up there mm-hmm. and so i don't know if if some of these elk kind of had the elk moving up the hill like the cows were kind of like a little boogered and kind of wanted to keep moving and the bulls are just doing their thing with them or what but we just kept kind of charging we did see this one five point out across the meadow i got some footage of mm-hmm. um and he was just kind of on a beeline up the hill with the other elk you know like bugle go 100 yards bugle go 100 yards kind of just on the move and we're kind of trying to stick to the shadows the edges of these meadows move up without you know sounding like humans Mm -hmm. or getting caught you know out in the open and finally we kind of catch up to them like we had to run in a few spots Mm -hmm. cut through this block of timber you know kind of like take some bulls out of the mix and like find the one that's bugling the most and like hone in on him mm-hmm. and so we finally get up where we're getting pretty close on the edge of a meadow um and i see a cow and she's kind of just feeding like not moving i'm like okay this is good um and jesse decides to take his pack off which yeah. is like kind of a big no-no uh, because you end up like, if it, the bull doesn't just walk in right there, then you're sudden, on the move. And you're then a half soon, mile away from your pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he drops his pack, gets out in front of this bush and you see, I see a small bull kind of pop out in the clearing behind some trees that are like halfway between us. And so he's kind of up there milling around and I'm had kind of motion because Derek's back in the woods can't quite see and I'm like bugle he bugles the bull bugles doesn't come in though um and so then I'm like Jesse you should like sneak up because there's trees that are in the line of sight the direct line of sight between you and that bull and you might be able to just sneak out there and you know cut the distance um and so he sneaks out a ways and we kind of play back and forth you know bugle you raked a little bit mm-hmm. and but you got, he, it seemed to have an effect he, he was to, fired up but he just didn't he wasn't gonna leave enough, right? yeah like we weren't the terrain just wasn't right to be close enough to get him to leave his cows mm-hmm. and so finally jesse i'm like hey can you sneak up like can we try to sneak up on him and so him and i move up we're trying to sneak up on these elk and the wind's starting to get a little swirly and so 
Um, I don't know if they winded us or saw us, but they kind of all buggered out up top. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, I, I got lost because you guys, you know, Jesse's got his pack back by me. I'm standing in this little block of, block of timber. And then all of a sudden you, you go chasing Jesse and I'm kind of in this limbo where I wasn't told to come with. And I also don't want to be like the third guy in line that all of a sudden like an elk sees me and I, I bust the situation out. So yeah. I'm having a real internal battle. I'm like, well, I don't want to sit here by myself, but I know they have to come back because his pack's here. So I, what do I do? I leave my bow there <laughs> and start you following you guys across the meadow, like arrow knocked in there, my bow. Just wandering around I'm with just a bugle wandering tube. around with a GoPro in one hand and a bugle tube in the other thinking maybe they'll need me, you know? <laughs> and and I'm like checking each little like cluster of pines. And I'm like, oh, they're not here. I don't know where they are. And then... Eventually, I see you guys coming back across the... So we come back down, and we're just, like, talking about the situation, and all of a sudden, Derek's like, bull! And you saw that bull mm-hmm. cutting bull. through the timber. Yeah, he had kind of just... I mean, there's, like, little patchy like patchy meadows kind of in different spots, and I, just, I caught a glimpse of, like, two cows came out, and then, like, what looked like a good bull following them out, and I'm kind of, like, projecting where they might be going. I'm like, dude sprint up to there like you might be able to cut them off so we take off running up this hill with jesse out front like you just got to get there and and hope that it works you know and at this point like we're chasing that thing but there's kind of bugles in 360 degrees happening to some extent some are far some are close basically like we're in the midst and like stirring the pot of like all these elk and Mm -hmm. spikes are running here like i went running right by a spike like just like saw him and just didn't even care. Just kept going. <laughs> and there's like, like, hey, spike right there, guys. <laughs> like cows in the timber, like 80 yards away, just yeah. And we just like, we're out in the middle of this. Like, well, we got to get to where we're going, you know? Yeah. So we move up to try to find this bull. Don't see him. Don't hear him. I look to the right and here's a raghorn yeah. five point coming in towards us. And um, yeah, he kind of just was looking our way and moved in behind some trees and i'm like derek bugle bugled and like i kick some rocks derek kicked some rocks and that little bit of noise kind of pulled him in a little further well he bugled he bugled from right there yeah yeah he did yeah and so then he kind of pops out and he's looking and just not convinced and like turns and neither of these well derek didn't have his bow so it didn't matter i know and jesse's to my left he doesn't have a good view and like the bull ends up walking away and then turns broadside like i don't know what the yardage was but might have had a shot right there on him but he moves back into the timber and we kind of go grab our packs and bows and see another bull but it just nothing came together no but a lot of elk a lot of elk out there. Oof. Yeah, so bomb back down the hill. Derek didn't lose his eyeballs. Didn't lose my <laughs> eyeballs. Homeboy here wouldn't let us put our headlamps on. He's like, we just got to get out of here. There's elk everywhere. And I'm like, you know, it's dark out, right? We're about to go into that really, really dark timber stuff. And there's sticks, lots of sticks. And, uh, yeah, I thought I was going to catch one in the face for sure, but I didn't. Nope. Uh, and uh, We made so it off the mountain. Derek, off. he got his... She was wet. Yeah, he ran. You well, you ran us through a lake. Like all I can see is, you know, I've got the dim setting on my headlamp so as not to disrupt too many things, and I can see just like this flat area. And you'd been looking at your phone, and I'm like, 
it, honestly, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, this is like a parking lot. Like, this is like a the end of, like, this trailhead. And I'm like, we're in the wrong place. And you're, like, walking right out in the center of it. And I was like, oh, I guess we're going to assess our situation from the this parking lot thing. And I take two steps into that sucker, and I'm halfway up my calves <laughs> in water. And it, maybe it's not that far, but so I start to panic, and I've got these short little shoes on and these short gaiters. And the shoes are Gore-Tex, but, like, they're tennis shoes, basically. And so I start, you know, making you know, making haste across this, basically this hidden pond that had grass <laughs> growing on the top of it. And, uh, yeah, my feet got wet. Yeah. I think he might've just, I think you got a little spooked. <laughs> I think I, think I made the situation for, like way back, worse. We got back to the truck and I like the bottom cuffs of my pants are not even wet. Like barely got like, some mud I'm on. I'm like, dude, didn't you hear me sloshing through there? And Derek's just like, <laughs> nope. I think as soon as I got in there, I just got spooked and started like pushing my feet in deeper. <laughs> I was like doing high knees in the middle of this, this little grassy pond. When in reality, I also could have like taken one step forward by like, hmm wet yeah. now let me take one step yeah. back and go around because it wasn't big Mm-mm. but i'm in the middle and i'm just kind of screaming like where am i <laughs> what is this uh, but we made it all in all actually feet weren't as wet as i thought they were um i think i just got like a little yeah. bit of seepage yeah so. so we came back found a camp spot yeah cooked up some spaghetti yeah. Threw up the Eureka tents, which are bomber. They are bomber for $89, man. I'm excited to crawl in one of them battery, the little bad units right there. Yeah, I'm about ready to do that. Yeah. So Jesse's been in there cozy for a while. Like yeah. A little, little burrito. Man, it takes a while to go through the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the recap. Uh, this is the first half of the hunt. Yeah. And we're just mix it up a little bit. Yeah, and hopefully the second half of the hunt's in like, two days because I'm down, I'm down here on assignment on assignment for trying Matthew to channel Zink. channeling my uh smart out comments into <laughs> just Something channel it into the camera zach yeah <laughs> channel it into the camera so oh, yeah we'll we'll do another one uh hopefully tomorrow after we kill one yeah that'll be nice uh we're and gonna, then a third after the next day when we kill yeah, another we're gonna bomb back up there tomorrow and yeah we're in a good spot and even you know if, if we get to the point where we feel like we've kind of, you know, used up this little area. There's lots of country up here mm-hmm. that's going to be more of the same. So, yeah, it's tough uh, not knowing the lay of the land when you get in there on these bulls, and then you know, uh, it's easy to, I think to jump spots, mm-hmm. which is good sometimes and probably bad other times. But we're doing the best we can. We're on them. We're on them. We're finally. We just need one to read the script how he's supposed to. We haven't had one just work right, other than that spike on day one. Yeah, that spike was money. Yeah. He came in broadside. Just <laughs> on alert. God, man. But I think I think as a little three-pack of elk ninjas, we're starting to get a little more dialed in, though. Yeah. You know, getting some of that, that, that chemistry you were talking about at the beginning, how you kind of got to know how each other work. 
It's tough. It felt good tonight because we were like all kind of at the same level of aggression, like mm-hmm. like agreeing this is how hard we need to push. This is where we need to be. Like, I f- I feel like it'd be funny to like watch us from a removed perspective. <laughs> Sometimes Derek's leading the charge. Yeah. Other times I'm just like the cameraman's out in front, yeah. just leading. <laughs> yeah, it actually was funny tonight watching you guys like creep up on these bulls because Jesse's got an arrow knocked and he's like following behind the guy with the camera as you're like. <laughs> puddle jumping from you know tree to tree i'm like this yeah. seems backwards but i'm just back there with the bugle tube just waiting waiting to be told to, to blow on her you know yeah it's but. definitely tough because jesse doesn't he hasn't killed an elk with the bow yeah. no but he's he killed he's have... killed what five with a rifle yeah but archery hunting elk and rifle hunting is like two way different totally things. different things and then you have some experience, but not a lot. Right. And I have quite a bit of experience, but uh, it's tough to, uh, mm-hmm. like, juggle everyone's intuition and, like, who's in charge. And, like, yep. one moment I'm like, we're doing this. And then I'm like, Derek, you you should follow just your, go gut. With your gut. <laughs> go Which with your I, gut. <laughs> I feel like that is the best rule that just whoever's got the bow in their hand just needs to do what their gut tells them to do, mm-hmm. you know, because otherwise – it can get messy, I feel like. It's like and the second you're like, well, what do you think we should do? What about this? What? And then it's, it's like, man, you can what about all day of mm-hmm. all the scenarios. And honestly, in a lot of the experience in my elk hunting, I was like, the first thing I thought was the best call. The best yeah. call because I ended up thinking through it and found a different thing I should have done. And then I, like looking back, like if I would have done the first thing, it would have been the best. Yeah bet but it's like who's in charge you know like when we first started working in there tonight like jesse was kind of leading it but but in reality like if you're the one calling mm-hmm. like you are the quarterback yeah of where like and i feel like i got to the point where i mean because we were you know jesse's trying to be very conscious of wind in the mm-hmm. in the whole situation mm-hmm. but I, then i'm thinking from the the bulls perspective who at this point was up on top of this this ridge that if we set up here because the wind is good for us and we, you know, if he's up there and he hears a bugle down there, he's going to walk to the edge, scream back in my face and be like, I'm up here, come get me, you know? And he's, there's no reason for him to come down to like put us in our place and then Mm -hmm. go back to his cows. He'll wait till we get up there. So, um, so that's, I mean, that's what we did. And like we said, if we, you know, if those elk just kind of would have stayed put for five more minutes, we would have, I think we would have, you know, we probably could have had a good shot of having him, having him come in, but. I wish we could see some of these bulls too. Yeah. We never got to see the big one. No, we, we've only seen one, like, herd bull that we've, well, two. Yeah. Two. The one was, he was nice though. Yeah, that one was nice. We saw some good rubs too. Yeah, there's. So. I mean, there's there's big bulls up there. Yeah, so we just gotta gotta get in them. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's so a new day. Back at it in the morning. Yep. Good recap of the hunt. Good we'll, recap. Uh, we'll we'll do another one. Yes, we will. All right. Signing off.